Little Dennis, little dee dee, little Dennis, yeah, yeah. Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com. I'll do that again. Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com, and this is episode 156 of the Sophie Art Podcast which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things. And I don't know what that noise is, but we're out... I can hear dogs barking. <laughs> we're out in the middle of nature, and it sounds as if... I don't know if you can hear that, but there's, a, there's an army of dogs, I think, on a rampage through the woods. I love it out here, though. So if you're watching on YouTube at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson, you can not only see co-host little Dennis, but you can see the beautiful Plimbridge Woods. I thought I'd record some podcasts outside today. And this one here, we're going to be talking about face masks and freedom. I believe this is the fourth or fifth one of these. The last one was about two or three months ago and a lot has changed since then. So let's get straight into this one. Little Dennis is going to... Boing! He's going to let us in. So he's going to chill out now. Little Dennis, he's chilling in the sort of sun. It's a bit cloudy. When the cloud goes away, it's nice and sunny. So it's a bit, it's a bit of a sort of overcast day today, but he's still having fun. He, he's still chilling out. So I've got some little notes with me. And the main thing here is conflict. That's the main thing. So since the last one of these, and I'll put links to all the other Face Masks and Freedom episodes in the, in the show notes at sophiedawson.com. But the, the main thing now is conflict. This is what I said would happen. What I said would happen is they would keep upping the, they would keep tightening the rules. So we're at a point now where I think, well, I know it, you have to have now, you now have to face conflict. If you want your freedom, you've got to basically, you've got to be confrontational, not in a horrible way. You've just because what's happened now is, if it because I'm in England, if I if I go into a shop. If I go into a shop now, you're getting basically questioned about why you're not wearing a face mask and stuff. So this is what I said would happen, is it would get to that point. And the thing with me is I've never liked conflict. So I'm going to do a little bit of a history thing here. But So the thing with me is I do not like confrontation or conflict. I'm quite a sort of peaceful person, I suppose. So I'm in a situation now where... In order for to, in order to keep my freedom, I've got to start doing stuff that makes me feel very uncomfortable. But I sort of like that in a way, because it's to, to me this whole thing is like a, a big sort of test. That's what I think it is. I think it's a test to see if you can. Because basically, what's happened is you're now being put out. You're basically being forced out of your comfort zone. That's what I think. So I'm going to talk about some things here. The first thing is conflict. So I've been thinking a lot about this. Well, what happened was, it was about six weeks ago, I think. I went into a, it went into a shop to get some shopping. And basically I got, I got told to leave because I didn't have a face mask. At the time I didn't realise that, that basically, that, well, what it is is, what's happened is, you've got to basically start looking into laws. <laughs> At a point, you've got to start sort of understanding what the laws are and stuff. 
So I, I left and then I thought, well, that's it. I guess I can't go shopping anymore because they're not going to let me in. So it took me about four or five weeks to sort of get myself back in balance. So then it was only last week that I actually started going back into the shops again. So I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But what happened was in 2004, I lived in this flat and there was this bloke above who was very noisy, blasting his music out all the time he was. And the thing was, I was too afraid to confront him. I was too afraid to confront him. So, so what ended up happening was, I was filled with anxiety, really, because I, I couldn't... I was scared of confrontation. And then what ended up happening was, I ended up... I'm sure it's linked to that, but I ended up... In 2006, I think it was, I ended up getting a... a what do you call them? Like a virus thing on my throat. I had to have these operations on my throat. And the funny thing is, I love this. For about a few years, for about three or four years, I kept having these operations where they would laser my throat. And then what happened was, you, for a week, you couldn't speak. You, you, were not, you weren't allowed to speak. So what I loved was, it's like the universe took my voice away. Because I was scared to speak up for myself, the universe actually took my voice away. <laughs> Which I, I, there's something quite funny about that. But then I've been thinking, wow, this is amazing. Look at this, look. We're, we're now in a situation where I've got to basically do those things that I, that I find really uncomfortable, which is confrontation. So, so far, what's happened is, well, I went, me and my mum went into a, what do you call it, a cafe to get something to eat and drink. This must have been about two months ago now, I think. Yeah, and we went, and then basically... We got thrown out, so because I didn't have a face mask on, and because they wanted they wanted you to sign something, they wanted you, they wanted your personal details or something. I can't remember what they called it, but I, I wouldn't do it, so they wouldn't let us sit in the cafe. So we ended up eating our food outside. It was actually quite better, really. I thought I quite enjoyed that. Also, it created a nice little memory for me and my mum. I thought it was quite cool. That was the first one. Then the next one was when I went shopping, I got thrown out, thrown out of the shop, and I, I thought that was the end of it. Then last week, I finally got the courage again to go back into the shop, but it is so well, it's so scary because it, for me it feels like sometimes it feels like I'm the only one who's who understands what's going on around here. That's what it feels like sometimes. So you go into the shop, everyone else is wearing these face masks. And you, you feel a bit like sort of. What would you say? Well, you feel a bit sort of um, anxious. That's it. Yeah, anxious. But, but well, the thing is, it's lovely about this is, on yes, Saturday two days ago. It was the twentieth of March. Around the world was a peace. It was a freedom day. It was a protest for freedom. And there was thousands upon thousands of people around the world standing up for freedom. And that was so beautiful to me. Because it, when you see something like that, you sort of realise, no, I'm not on my own here.
might be, you might seem to be on your own in this little bubble where you are, but and on the bigger picture, there's loads of us fighting for freedom. But you're not fighting for freedom, you're standing up for freedom. Because the thing is, I don't, you don't want to start fighting. <laughs> That's the thing. But then the, the, the thing that gets a bit weird is you're at a point now where you need to be having conflict, but you've got to be very careful because you don't, you've got to have, conf, you've got to be confrontational. But you've got to do it in a peaceful way, I think, because otherwise what's going to happen is you're going to just be creating more problems. So there's this fine balance between standing up for the freedom but actually being being peaceful as well. It's, it's a very much like a balancing act at the minute. But when I went into the shop on Saturday, for the, that was the first time I went into the shop for about five weeks. And what happened was, nobody said anything which was cool, but the dirty looks, <laughs> yeah, the dirty looks, so what happened was, this, I was in the shop, around the back of the shop, one of the staff members came out of the shop, come out of the warehouse, and I, I looked at her, smiled at her, and said, morning, she just gave me this dirty look, and walked off, so that's basically where we're at now, it, it's so weird, but people who, well, what I want to say is, people who don't realise what's going on, they look at people not wearing a face mask as, as if they are the bad guys. And it's so weird. But I can see a situation in the future, one of these sort of tragically sad scenarios where what happens is suddenly something comes out into the open and it's revealed what they've been doing and what, what all this is about. And it's, it's revealed that this whole thing was like a control operation, a psyops as they call it, psychological war. But what will happen is it'll be too late. And at that point, everyone everyone who's been sort of fighting against the people standing up for freedom will suddenly realise what they've done. It'll be too late. That's what I think. It won't be too late for the people standing up for freedom because I, I can see the timeline splitting off. There's so many ways that could happen. Either the people who didn't have the vaccine will... will basically, the people who had the vaccine will die... And the ones that didn't will will not die. And it will look like the ones who had the vaccine died. <laughs> and then the ones who had the vaccine, it will look like the ones who didn't have the vaccine died. In a strange way. So what ends up happening is, you end up with these two sort of realities being created. Where each side believes that the other one's died. So it's, I think it's going to be something like that. But just before that happens, I think... I think everyone will wake, everyone will realise what's happened. It's going to be quite a tragic experience, I think. Or well, it could be. But I just, I just hope that everyone can wake up in time. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. But like for me, freedom is so important. I would die for freedom. That's where, I, that's the point I've reached. So what's this? What I've put here is the, the, the fear. So what I've noticed is. When you're walking, when you're going into a shop without a face mask on, I believe. Well, this is quite this is quite a good thing here. I believe everyone has a feeling of fear associated with that, because what's happening is you are going into a situation where you know you're probably going to have conflict, and I don't think anyone really wants that. So what happens? So what I like about this is there's somebody. I was talking to somebody about a week ago about all of this. And it's somebody who is quite well known. And I, I, I thought to myself, these, this person has got, is totally switched on. They've completely got themselves under control. 
what they said to me was, they said, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Now, what I took from that was, it actually means that that person found it quite hard to start with, which actually inspired me, because it meant that even that person who looks like they're completely sort of at peace or they've got no sort of fear about going into the shops and stuff, I felt inspired because it, it, they, they sort of revealed that they did have a little bit of fear. <laughs> but it's only by doing it that you get over that fear. What this reminds me of is the first time I ever went out dressed as Sophie. Look, that, the first time I did that was terrifying. And what it was was, it was the moment before I opened the door. Because what happens is, the moment before you open the door to step outside as Sophie, when I, when I was Kevin... What happens is the moment before you do that, you're, you're, the mind is just throwing all of these worst case scenarios, all of these fear things. So what's happening is you're trying to go outside. You know it's the right thing to do. But inside you've just got this, you're being bombarded with, with fear and negativity. So you've got to go against that. What happens is you take that first step outside. All of a sudden you've proven all of that negative thoughts wrong. So all of a sudden, it loses its power. And the further you outside you get, the more the more the, the voices in your head, the fear, it just goes away. And then what happens is, next time you go outside, you, sort, you know, even if it starts doing that fear thing again, you know you've already done it, so you can do it again. And then by the end of it, you're, it goes back to something I said before in one of these other ones. For me, this is a numbers game. You've got fear and you've got courage. And and what it is, is each of us has got 50% of each. So if we're doing things that are... If we're doing what feels right, we're levelling up our courage. Which does, Because fear and courage are entangled with each other, if you, if you level up your courage, the fear has to go down because they're linked. If all of a sudden you start getting fearful, the courage has to go down because they're entangled with each other. That's what I've noticed. So just before you go into the shop, for, for me at least, the fear goes quite high. So that means the courage is going down. When you get into the shop, your courage starts going up. So what happens is, in the end of it, yeah, in the end of it, your courage will be so high, you become fearless. That's what I think is, is going on here. But the thing, that's, the thing that's got me was, I'd got to that place of being completely and utterly fearless about going into the shop without face masks on, and then they change the rules. So that's, what, that's what's going to keep happening. They're going to keep tightening the rules. So you've basically got to keep adapting. So it might be, for, for me, it might be that I have to take a, a time out, re, recentre myself, and then try again. So it, for me, it's this, it's this constant thing between fear and courage. But I noticed, just before I went into the shop, that's when it was the hardest. <laughs> And then when you go out, you get this buzz. So there is this sort of, there's this thing of like your, as you're walking into the shop, not wearing a face mask, there's like fear, it's excitement and scared at the same time. But the thing is, you know you're not doing anything wrong, but you feel like you are. That's what's weird about this whole thing. You're not doing anything wrong, but they've, they've created a situation where you feel like you're doing something wrong. And again, it goes into that figure. This is a psychological war that's going on here. That's what I think. 
And then, oh, there's something here which is quite incredible. So, on the, on the government website in the UK, each week they release this thing of, um, I don't know what it is, it's something to do with the vaccine where it shows you all of the side effects and deaths associated with it. Unfortunately, I haven't got the, I haven't got the document with me, but basically in one week, which was, I think it was last week, last week there was 200 deaths from the vaccine. What I wanted to do was, I wanted to work out the numbers, because the thing is, this vaccine is, is like something, it's something like 0.03% or something. It's something like that. It's a very low percentage of fatalities. But the other thing is, for me, there is no virus. All of those deaths that they've, they've calculated are other deaths that they've put into the, into the, into the virus thing. So the whole thing is just is just a big sort of corrupted thing. But even if there was a virus, the death rate is only 0.3 or something. So I would like I wanted to see how, what the percentage was of the vaccine because 200 people dying from the vaccine. The thing with that is that doesn't get that doesn't get mentioned. <laughs> so you sort of think to yourself, it, that, how is it possible though that that sort of thing is going under the rug? 200 people a week. Let's just say 200 people a week. That's two, four, six. That's eight. That's nearly a thousand people in a month. It's mad, isn't it? So I just thought that was something to look into. It, that got me. That got me quite sort of surprised. But the thing is, that's on the actual government's website. So it's almost like they're they're putting it out there. <laughs> so the information is there, but you have to go looking for it. That's the thing about all of this. It's, it's once you go looking for it, you can you'll see what's actually going on. It's quite weird. This is all to do with free will. I know it is. Yeah, that's what I think. So for me personally, the vaccine is the actual virus. There, there never was a virus. It's the the vaccine is the virus, which is genius. <laughs> it's genius what they've done. They've sort of they've they've actually created the thing that they wanted in the first place by pretending there was the thing in order to create the thing. It goes into something that, what's his face? David Icke, he says, he calls it, I can't remember what he calls it, problem action solution or something. In other words, the solution is what they want, which was the vaccine. So they create a problem, so they create a problem, which, which is a fake virus, and then they, they have the solution. Was it problem action solution or something? Problem solution. Basically, though, it's, it's the other way around. So they've they it's it's genius. It is quite genius. But that's it really for this one. What have I got here? Oh yeah, this is another thing as well. Oh there's something this morning as well. I was at work this morning and somebody said, Oh, they're getting a vaccine and they asked me if I was getting mine and I said no and then I said I got like I got like these thoughts about it. I I sort of explained what I was thinking about it all. I think there's something fishy going on. And the thing is, this person who's having their, their jab, they said, yeah, I've, I've thought that myself. So again, this is another person who sort of knows something's not quite right, but they're still going through with it. I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. It's, what I think's happening is it's people not listening to that intuition. Because something is telling us that there's something going on here. It's quite weird. 
the other thing is, so I work in a little supermarket, little shop, and uh, there's like thousands of people going through that shop every week. And the thing is, you've got all these staff there, thousands of people going through that shop, nobody gets the virus. So the thing with that is, how can this thing be serious if, if you're interacting with all these people and nothing happens? It's the same with these protests. You've got all these protests with all these thousands of people and they're all fine. So for me, it's like, if it, it's, it's obvious what's going on really. But the thing is, the, the biggest thing for me is just the, it's just the uncomfortableness of having to face conf- confrontational, <laughs> Con- confrontation. And it is quite a challenging thing for me, this is. Yeah, I find it I find it quite hard. But at the same time, it's quite empowering as well. Yeah, I said what I said was I said um for me, I'm using this as like a it's like this is like a big experience. A big experience where you can practice fear based you can do little fear based experiments. <laughs> So I'm just using this as an opportunity to... What I'm doing is, when I'm, when I'm struggling with something, like, for instance, going to the shop, I'll sit with it, and I'll take as long as I need to, to to work out what it is I'm scared of. And that's it. That's what I've got to do. And then, once you know what you're scared of, you can sort of start working on that. So this is going to make... I think this is going to make a lot of people a lot stronger at the end of it. Yeah, it's going to be quite amazing actually. But the thing is, is the process of the process is quite um, challenging. And you sort of think to yourself, "Oh, wh- why does it have to be this hard? <laughs> yeah, why can't it be easy?" But then you've got to look at what you're dealing. Ah, oh, there's something else I've got to say about it as well. What was it I was watching? I was watching something yesterday. What was it? Ah, oh, I know what it was. It was a fast sight remote viewing, and they were remote viewing presidents and aliens so like presidents of the world and their interactions with aliens and what they what they remote viewed was basically back in about the 40s 50s or something around about the time of roswell the crash what happened was the presidents made a deal with the with the aliens and what they did was they 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 took the aliens technology which has turned into all the technology we've got now in exchange for humans. <laughs> How mad is that? So basically they, they switched they switched they they traded like the soul for material things. <laughs> so, so that's what and I thought wow that's amazing because that is really what's playing out now. This whole thing is about our soul. And the thing is though it's all to do with free will. So just because the presidents made this deal with the aliens that doesn't mean you've done it. So you, it's, it still comes, it still comes down to you to have the free will to say yes or no. So I feel like for me, it's, this is about are you, are you going to give away your soul? That's what I think we're dealing with. It is that sort of a deep level here, but the whole thing is it has to be done with free will, <laughs> which is quite cool. Somebody's chopping down trees now. There's been quite a lot of people chopping down trees around here lately. Which, which is quite sad. But the good thing is they're planting lots of new ones. So that's quite nice. At least they're replanting them. 
but basically that's it for this one so really my main takeaway at the moment is this this whole thing with the face mask is the longer it goes on for me the more obvious it is what's going on so that's where I'm at but it's not it doesn't it's it's weird <laughs> there's a tree over there there's a tree over there that looks like a a human it looks like a human it looks like it's got a belly button as well it's quite cool actually some of the trees around here are quite cool there's like there's trees which are sort of bending over and stuff I like that I like the shapes of trees I've always thought that that's it though so I hope you enjoyed that I'll be fascinated what you think about all of this thing because it, it for me, this is very much of a sort of what? Well, it's a very sort of lots of energy going on. That's it. There's there's two. There's lots of energy. There's the the fear. The fear is very strong at the moment, but so is the um, the courage. It's quite cool. I, I like this a lot, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated to see what's going to happen. It's, it's quite amazing. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that. So all that's left is this week's little inspirational quote. And little Dennis is going to have to let us... He's got to let us go on this one. Boing! Little <laughs> Dennis, you like that one? What I'm actually going to do is I'm going to stay here in the woods and I'm going to record a li- about another ten or so podcasts. But the next ten or so podcasts are only going to be little like 10 minute ones or something what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about random topics like for instance interrupting people (laughs) the power of free will flood so I've been dreaming about floods a lot lately I'm going to talk about how Noah's Ark was a digital was a digital ark I think Noah's Ark was actually a digital database really I'm going to talk about stuff like that I'm going to talk about what is out of body I'm going to talk about the microchip was an advanced AI, <laughs> nature versus technology. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to record a, just a load of podcasts, little ones, and I'm going to put them all out over the next 10 or so weeks, because what's happened is I'm actually moving. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to get all these podcasts put out so that I can move and I won't have to do podcasts for a month or so. That's a little goal. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy the podcasts that are coming up. I also hope you enjoyed this one. But here we go with this. So this week's little inspirational quote. Ah, I like this. So I've just randomly turned to a page from the Dalai Lama's Book of Wisdom, (laughs) which is a tiny little book, and it's got the Dalai Lama smiling on the front. It looks quite cool, he does. I'm just going to interrupt here a little bit, because the next three episodes... The quotes are actually coming from this little book called The Dalai Lama's Book of Wisdom. It's quite funny. Last night I was on, I was watching Ascend podcast on YouTube. And it turns out the Dalai Lama has actually been possessed. So he did actually take the vaccine. <laughs> so he's now been corrupted, basically. But it just shows you how you basically can't trust anyone anymore. Even the Dalai Lama with his little smiling face. Because, well, if he... Do you know, I'm going to tell you something, yeah? When I heard that, do you know what, do you know what went through my head? <laughs> this is what I said. I said this out loud. I said, wanker. 
to, but then I thought, oh, that's a bit negative now. I'm sort of judging him. So I'm not, I'm actually going to leave the quotes in, but I just wanted to say that there's a little bit of something fishy going on here, I think, with the Dalai Lama. My little thought was, <laughs> this sounds a bit weird, but I thought to myself, is it possible he's been possessed? Maybe he was a reptilian all along. And I thought, well, that would be brilliant, wouldn't it? It's a bit like that quote. You know that quote, the greatest trick the devil ever did was convincing the world he didn't exist. What would be the best way to, if you were the devil, what would be the best way to manifest yourself in order to get maximum impact? It would be to actually take over the Dalai Lama or take over a spiritual leader like that. Because there's going to be a lot of people who will, like, sort of, Go, go for it because he's done it they'll think well then I can do it but that's the thing that that's what they're doing they get all these people almost like to pose with themselves having the vaccine <laughs> it's very strange what's going on here it's propaganda to the maximum so I just thought it was a little bit it's a bit sad really when I saw that but what I will say is whether he has been possessed or not he has still got a lot of wisdom so I like that what I would say is, even the devil, you can learn from the devil. That's quite cool. So here we go. I'm going to go back to the quote now. Right, so this one here, this, this one here, look at this look. Oh, I love this. Within the body, there are billions of different particles. Similarly, there are many different thoughts and a variety of states of mind. It is wise to take a close look into the world of your mind and to make the distinction between beneficial and harmful states of mind. Once you can recognise the value of good states of mind, you can, in, you can increase or foster them. How cool is that? Because that's what I was talking about at the start. Just before you go out, you've got all these negative thoughts. Yeah, but there's, a, there's also there's a thought of knowing that you're doing the right thing. So again, it's like that thing of focusing. Whatever you focus on, that gets the power. I like that. So basically, this week's inspirational quote, within the mind, there are billions of different particles. Similarly, there are many different thoughts and a variety of states of mind. Now, actually, this week's inspirational quote is going to be, it is wise to take a close look into the world of your mind and to make the distinction between beneficial and harmful states of mind. The Dalai Lama... Look bad up the tree. It's cool. He was right. He was right next to me, and then he flew off when he saw me. <laughs> I think he got a bit embarrassed. <laughs>